everyone. Welcome back to Truth Lies Shenanigans, the live show, season two, episode nine. Sorry about the slight delay. I go by the name Neil Nix, and today is the last day in January 2021. Today's show, we have all hot topics. Rob B is calling out some shenanigans about some Canadian millionaires stealing COVID vaccine from hard-hit indigenous communities. I'll be asking if Tubman on the $20 bill ruins her legacy. Yanni Storm tells us about the deal behind the GameStop AMC stock fiasco. And Liz E tells us about a black man being denied entry into a whites-only cemetery? Cemetery. Yeah. Cemetery. So, should be a great show ahead. Before we get into it, let me introduce you to our wonderful host, our professor, writer, editor, journalist, all-around sports guru out of Washington, D.C., Lizzie Enders. What's up? What's up, everyone? Happy Sunday, fun day. Heed my words, D.C. The weather outside is not frightful, but the cocktails <laughs> are sure delightful. There's only one place to come. It's the TLS show. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. And our very own rock star with the amazing band Fallen Machine coming to you from Sudbury, Ontario, Robbie Rock. What's up? What's up? Happy Sunday, fun day, everyone. It's great to be here. A little chilly in Sudbury. Uh, We've been hovering around minus 20, minus 30 for a week. And uh, that comes with its own set of challenges. Burr. Burr, I say. (laughs) Burr. All right. Streaming from Atlanta, Georgia, our model, actor, college student, and newly promoted associate producer, Gianni Storm. Hey, everybody. Happy Sunday, fun day. Um, I think you guys may have, like, cursed me or something, because Atlanta's been freezing this past week. It's been super freezing. cold. What's freezing? I know, right? <laughs> freezing. Like, okay, 90 it degrees. Been, about, I, it's cold. <laughs> it's, like, 50. Like, I've seen less than 50, which is cold. It's cold, guys. But I haven't seen any snow, but I wish. Yes. So um, we're hanging in there here in Atlanta. It's, it's good. It's a good time. It was like 20 right. yesterday. <laughs> uh, what is it in Robbie? Robbie, what is it in Celsius yeah, up there? So uh, minus 20, minus 30, which is minus 20, minus 30. We're in the same <laughs> right. range at that point. So I'm looking at Johnny's 50 and it's 10 degrees Celsius. That's that's running weather with a toque. You're fine. Wow. I think I'm just like anemic. So I, I, I think I'm like cold natured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife's similar. All right. I've got a quick fire question for my host today. All right, former Trump White House staffers like Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany are having a ton of trouble getting jobs post-Trump era. Anybody feeling sorry for them? Lizzie. So the unemployment office is still taking claims for unemployment benefits. So you can do like the rest of the Americans, get in line. Get Get in in line. line. Robbie Rock. They made professional Gianni Storm. I mean, I feel partially bad for anyone that has to be broke and can't get a job at this time. I'm not saying they're broke, but I feel bad. All right. I don't feel bad at all, but they better start hoping for a Trump <laughs> apprentice reboot. It's been maybe a month. It has not been a long time. Like, it's not a lot of financial suffering going on. When I left Sports Illustrated, I was with a full-time job for almost a year. 
Like it takes a little bit moment, you know, a little bit of time to find another yeah. job. So, and like Robbie said, you know, they brought some of this on themselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just sit tight, fill out those unemployment forms, collect those benefits. I believe now it's $633 per week. So enjoy yourself with your yeah. benefits. I, you know. So word is McKinney was expecting a job back at, uh, at Fox News and they decided not to hire her back. Uh, Sarah Matthews, former deputy press secretary, uh, who resigned immediately after Trump incited the violence at, uh, at the Capitol. She said, saying she was dis- deeply disturbed, she can't find a job, and several others who stuck around can't. One recruiter said he tried to play six of them, and no one got offered. No one. Also, because she resigned, she can't, she does not qualify for unemployment benefits. You don't get benefits if you quit. <laughs> she can't even get unemployment. Oh, she can't even get the benefits. <laughs> I, I, I say they can rot in unemployment purgatory forever. I don't care. They, they made decisions, you know, they, they knew what they were doing when they were making those decisions. They stuck it out. Hey, I really don't care. All right. Tables have turned. That's right. Absolutely. All right. So if you've never been to TLS before, let me tell you a little bit about us. Our hosts share their truths and opinions with you, call out those lies, and point out those ridiculous shenanigans going on. In our show, we always try to have some fun with shenanigans of our own. Our shows stream live just about everywhere, YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. And we apologize to those of you who've been watching watching us via TikTok Live temporarily banned due to some live content from our last show but we'll be back on tiktok by next sunday so shouldn't stop you from seeing us you can definitely find us just search at tls live show across all other platforms and make sure you subscribe to the audio replay of the podcast on itunes google alexa pandora iheart you can find us there as well all right guys let's jump right on into hot topics we got some significant hot topics today Shenanigans. All right, each of our hosts brings a hot topic they want to share with you. We'll ask, is it truth, lies, or shenanigans? Our panel will talk about it for a bit until time is up. And then we'll go to our audience for questions and comments. So make sure you're talking to us in all our threads. And it looks like we're starting with Rob B. You've got some rich Canadians jumping the line for COVID vaccines again. <laughs> is this truth, lies, or shenanigans, Rob B? He's, uh, shenanigans. shenanigans shenanigans straight up shenanigans oh you know if you could please pull up the image of these two individuals <laughs> so pictured here is rodney baker age 55 and e katarina baker his wife not his daughter despite what the image looks like <laughs> so uh, it's very uh, stay on topic stay on topic <laughs> <laughs> So they have been charged under Yukon Civil Emergency Measures Act, uh, according to some court documents, because there has been a tremendous backlash against uh, this individual. Um, during this backlash, uh, Rodney Baker has resigned his executive position with the Great Canadian Gaming Corporation. Uh, so the Yukon Community Services Minister John Stryker said that, that the couple who live in Vancouver just showed up at a mobile clinic at Thursday in Beaver Creek where they received the vaccinations. Now, the Bakers traveled under the COVID advisory and then failed to self-quarantine or to self-isolate for 14 days. Instead, they chartered a private flight um, a couple of days after they arrived to fly the additional 200 miles to Beaver Creek 
Now, the reason why this is significant is that the First Nations communities have been deemed a priority because they don't have the medical infrastructure. They lack the medical infrastructure to deal with the pandemic. So getting the vaccine out to these remote communities is vital. So the fact that some rich, very rich, privileged mainlanders flew out there and put everyone at risk by not following the protocols in order to circumvent the system and get early access to the vaccine, and pretty unethical. So my question to the panel is, should they receive jail time? Mm. All right. Uh, Lizzie, you want to start? Um, so I think, you know, it's important that Rob made it clear that they aren't receiving, they aren't being charged for the, actual, for the actual COVID vaccination scam. They're being charged for violating the COVID protocols. Um, and so to that, I, I, yes, they should be charged. You know, there are protocols, there are um countrywide mandates, government mandates for a reason. And just because you have a certain amount of privilege of wealth does not mean that you get to circumvent those rules and regulations and do as you please. And I'll even, you know, give you something further, Rob. The same thing is going on here in the United States. The same thing is going on here in Washington, D.C. So I posted an article on my personal page earlier this week, a couple of days ago, about how in Washington, D.C., 47% of the allotted vaccines for the nation's capital have been used, have, been go have gone to non-residents, people who do not live in D.C. proper, people who are coming in from Maryland and Virginia. So, Rob, we're feeling it here, too. And I'm, I'm telling you, those people that are taking the vaccines here are also privileged. These aren't, you know, your low-income people who may need it. These are people that are coming into the, to the city in specific neighborhoods that have vaccines because they are high risk and they're using them for their own advantage. So it's, I find it to be appalling appalling all right down the store absolutely um yeah yeah there are no rules on morality so to speak so this the system is strange in that way but um i do definitely think that they should be charged they also imposed and, and acted as people that they weren't i think they acted like as workers which is like mm -hmm. Who thinks of that? Who thinks of that? That's, <laughs> That's so creative and weird. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that they definitely should be charged. I think that it was wrong. Um, and it's just interesting to know that, like Liz said, it's happening here too, like in the state. I didn't know that was happening. I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't know. This is the second time, Rob, that, that we're hearing something about this um, in Canada, like Canadians. <laughs> Yep. Now. I'm, with, I'm with Gianni. I'm so, so tired of your uh, rich Canadian friends, Rob B, trying to jump the lines. <laughs> you tell your friends to stop. I mean, you know, you, you rich guys in Canada, y'all, you know what y'all mean. Are you jumping the lines? Oh, no, I, I, want to, I want to make sure that essential workers, that frontline retail workers, that the people who really need it get it before I do, because they're the ones at yeah. risk and they're the ones that are floating. The economy. They're the ones making things happen and taking care of us. Here you go. Here you go. I was going to ask you about Canada. According to the protocols, who gets who's in line first? Like who's at the top of the list, and how does that trickle down? 
right now things are kind of shifting because the amount of vaccines that we were expecting uh, are those numbers are dropping considerably. Uh, so that's absolutely an area of concern. But yeah, that the elderly, First Nations, uh, our medical frontline workers, those would be the front. These are the people that are at the front of the list, uh, absolutely, and as they should be. But as we can see, people of privilege have a tendency to believe that the rules don't apply to them. It's a, it's a really unfortunate reality that we live in. Like Johnny uh, said, yeah. like these individuals were very deceptive I was gonna in say, how they went about it. Yeah. Like there was a, a lot plan. of effort into this. Yeah. That's it. They, yeah. they posed as motel workers in yeah. a small remote That's community of 125 people. So That's weird. Yeah, I mean, they put it. I mean, Weird. definitely wrong for them stealing from hard-hit indigenous community for sure. Um, on top of that, my guess the only reason they um, need or want it is so they don't have to be cooped up inside. I mean, that's the only reason they went and did it. So I think they need jail time. And, and the fines, the fines was like $600 or something in fines. I don't remember what it was. $500 each and up to six months in prison. So. <laughs> That's like I, me I really paying hope. like the equivalent of a, like a $20 parking ticket or something. You know, ask me if I'm willing to pay $20 parking <laughs> ticket for like a COVID vaccine. I, I'll do it. I'll do it. But, yeah. I but, a chance to six months of incarceration. That's the thing. I mean, that's why I'm saying you, you need, they need jail time because if, if we get, if, we're, if, if the question is, am I going to spend six months in jail or a year in jail? I'm definitely rethinking that decision, but a $20, yeah. $20 fine, I'll do it. I always tell my students that, you know, if you're trying to impose a ban or a fine on something, you always go at the high end. That's what's going to deter people. If you start at the high yeah. end, so $500, how about $5,000? How about $50,000 yeah. plus potential six months in jail? Um, yeah. So I, I you have to start hitting people where it hurts. So they will not yeah. want to do this in the future. Especially as it rela relates to medical needs. Again, we are in a pandemic, people, and your need as a privilege, as a rich person, is no greater than my need if I'm el elderly, if I am a frontline worker, health worker, or if I have, you know, some pre-existing condition that says I am more likely to get the disease than you are. Like, fall back, yeah. folks. Fall back. This reminds me of the movie 2012 when there was like it was the end of the world because of all of these disasters and then the wealthy had like a specialized kind of like contraption I think it was like a, a rocket ship or something where they were able to kind of escape and then the regular common folk if they didn't survive then they don't well, survive it, but it's just like the whole Trump thing. That. and he was Trump was getting all the um, special special treatments and took him a week he recovered in a week yeah but, Wow. Uh, yeah, we got some comments online. Kevin Brown, Lizzie, you are high risk being diabetic. You and I are high risk being diabetic. Uh, yes. Mike Winter, Winter yeah. says same penalty should apply for Karens who frivolously uh, called the cops on black people. <laughs> Different topic, Mike Winter. Let's stay on topic. Jose says, and also immune compromised people as well. I've, I will wait for as long as I have to. Uh, Mike Winter yeah. says, I'm just going to say I'm a compromise and I still am waiting it out. Like, I don't think that I should jump someone else 
simply because I have diabetes. Like if it's a neighborhood where the numbers are high, I want everyone in that neighborhood to be treated first, especially since I barely leave my apartment. So I'm good. I'm good. Get to the people who have to leave who are at higher risk than I am. Olivia says, Olivia, my sister says, uh, Neil Nick's dad got his first vaccine. Woohoo. So, uh, Good for him. Oh, yeah. Yes. oh, she said. Yeah, he's, he's, he's high oh, risk as well. So he's in his 70s. So, uh, Derry Winter says, Who are the people taking the vaccine? Are they the medical workers, police, firemen, and now teachers and other educational employees who are, the vac- who are to be vaccinated so they can go to work in DC? Part of the problem is that 50% of these employees may not live in DC. I'm talking about living. But, and Darius is right. Like a lot of them don't live in DC. So they're taking it in Washington, DC because of convenience. However, the state of Maryland, the state of Virginia, they are not supplementing that. They're not giving us extra vaccines to take care of these people who are taking away from DC residents. They did initially. But of course, those went away. Those were used very quickly. And we still have people that are using vaccines that are meant for DC proper residents. So, you know, governor of Maryland, Hogan, governor of Virginia, y'all need to step up. We're taking care of your people. You need to give us the tools to take care of your people. All right, great hot topic. Thank you, Ravi. All right, Gianni. Been a crazy month in the stock market. You wanted to talk about GameStop stock dropping, jumping wildly four dollars a share to four hundred dollars. Is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? Um, this is some truth. A very interesting thing happened this past week, um, in the stock market and the economy. So, a group of amateur investors and gamers, um, got together on a on a forum called reddit it's a site um they took on the wall street pros so if you haven't heard this this story then i'll i'll break it down for you guys really quick so this is like a david and goliath moment right because the small guys we have um like i said they're gamers they're amateur investors they drove up stock prices to score profits for themselves um and at the same time they forced the establishment investors the wall street guys giants to abandon um, bets against struggling companies such as GameStop and I think it was AMC. AMC and movie theaters, yep. like, Yeah, like Macy's and like these places that are kind of like dying out a little bit. Um, the giants are mostly the hedge funds or the Wall Street guys that we call them who are shortening, yeah, they're shortening the stocks. In other words, they're big shot investors placing bets that those shares will crash. So. It's important. The reason why it's an important time in history is because for once with the power of social media and and power in numbers, these little guys were able to come together and um, overthrow this, not overthrow, but like trip up the stock. So they kind of did something called a short squeeze. If you guys are familiar with um, stocks and bonds and stuff, I'm not. I just, Mm -hmm. I'm not. But I just thought it was very interesting. Yeah, I just thought it was a very interesting story because it's like, I mean, some some people who who know about the economy are saying that they it's silly for people to try to stick it to the man, 
but it's not really, I don't see it as that. I think, or, or they're saying this is like a get rich quick kind of thing for people, mm-hmm. but I don't see it as that. I think it's kind of like the smaller people trying to take back some power mm-hmm. and see who is really in charge of the stock market and, the, and, and um, investing. So my question, um, now that there has been a lot revealed in who and how the stock market is being manipulated, do you think it's wrong morally? for this amateur stock traders and gamers to play this game, to have done what they did and um, trip up the system, so to speak. Oh, yeah. You mind if I jump in? Um, I don't, go ahead. Right. Yeah, so that's a great question. So I'm curious, how many of you guys know what a short, how short sales work exactly? Okay, okay. All right, let me try to explain it real quick so everybody, because I'm sure our audience has no idea too, but yeah. okay. So basically, experts put out this report predicting if a company will stumble or if they'll fail entirely, and a short seller makes a profit off the stocks doing badly. So let me give you an example. So let's say Lizzie loves posh cycling and fitness, right? Two years ago, she buys 100 shares of posh stock. The pandemic hits and the fitness studios are forced to close down, and I'm one of those smart short sellers who say, hey, the pandemic's here, and so our stock is going to drop, right? No question, because they're closed, right? And Lizzie is like, nope, I'm not going to sell my stocks because I'm in it for the long haul. I like my pie stock. So what happens is I say to Lizzie, I say, okay, no problem. Tell you what, I'll take, I'll, let me borrow your shares, right, for the time being, and I'll, I'll give them back to you in maybe 30 days, right? Now, I'll sell it for $10 a share now, right? I borrow your shares, and I sell them for $10 100 shares. And next month, um, I'll back and return the 100 shares, right? And you, you're like, fine, Lizzie's fine. Hey, you know, I don't lose anything. I get my 100 shares back after we're done. So I sell her shares for $10 a share, 100 shares. I've got $1,000 in the bank, right? Now, a month later, just as expected, because it's a pandemic, it drops to $5 a share, right? Now, I buy back the $100 shares to $100, right? I have $1,000 in the bank. I buy it back. It only costs me $500 to buy it back. And instead of $1,000, now, you know, I buy for $500. And boom, Lizzie has her 100 shares. Like nothing happened. I made $500 profit doing that, right? Um, but, you know, somebody's losing money somewhere along the lines because, you know, they put out these reports telling people don't buy this and, and they drive the, the price of the stock down. So if can you imagine if I try to do that, I buy those shares, I use those shares, I buy them at $100, $10 a share, I have $1,000. What if the price goes up instead of down? Ah, Let's say it goes up instead of going down to $5 a share, it goes up to $50 a share. I see. I have to buy those stock back at $50 a share because I have to give Lizzie or 100 shares back of posh stock. So now it's going to cost me $5,000. I only had $1,000 sitting in the bank, so I've lost $4,000. Now, just imagine if it's like millions of shares, millions of shares. And, and, if, and of course, the, uh, the, the GameStop stock went from $4 a share to four. Hundred dollars share, <laughs> so that's like billions wow. of dollars lost to all these short sellers who were trying to 
you know, drive the markets down and drive the markets down. <laughs> These people on Reddit drove the market up. They were like, go buy this, go buy it, go buy it, and go buy it. And so people started buying and they drove the price up. All these short sellers lost money. Now, the problem that ended up happening is the Congress, and the reason Congress is involved is because all of the brokerages, brokerage firms halted sale of those stocks, Yep. right? They're not supposed yep. to be able to do that. They did that to protect those short sellers. Yep. But if Which... an inv investor is driving the sales up, that doesn't matter. That's not illegal. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with right. that. Well, right. You, you do a short sale at a risk, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's yeah. on you. So yeah, I, I mean, and I just, now that you explained a little bit further, mm -hmm. um, I actually did a short sale back when I, Work for Sports Illustrated, and it was still under the Time Warner um, umbrella, um, and it, that's a long story. But Time Warner before it became Time Inc., before it became Meredith, and now whatever the hell it is. Um, but back when it was still mm -hmm. under Time Warner, and we kind of knew something was happening that Time Warner was going to sell us off. No, I'm sorry. Back, take it back. But right before Time Warner merged with AOL, which was like the death of the company, mm -hmm. if you will. Yep. Um, a lot of us sold because as soon as Time Warner did that merge, like the stocks plummeted mm -hmm. within, like it, it was ridiculous. We're talking about stocks that were, I think at the highest point, like maybe 150, 160 per share. And then it got down to like dollars, mm -hmm. like dollars under ten dollars mm -hmm. so yeah i did a short sale back then and then was able to reinvest or whatever but that was my risk yep. because if it, if i had done the short sale and then it had skyrocketed because aol became popular all of a sudden and like you said went up to four hundred dollars per share that's on me yep. so why like like why are they why is wall street trying to penalize mm -hmm. Because they could have um, actually driven the sale up. They could have driven the price up even further, but because they halted the price, they halted the sale, it, stopped, it slowed chance. down the momentum. So they, it actually, GameStop stock retreated after they did that about 40%. But they were driving it up way up, which was great for their amateur investors, but horrible yeah, for passionate. short sellers. But who cares about the short? They've got money. These hey, this goes to show how wall street is always involved in some bs remember occupy wall street from several years ago this is the exact thing that that movement was talking about that a lot of what's going on with wall street is not authentic because they are biased towards the one person yes and so props to reddit which was um co-founded by my girl serena williams's husband um <laughs> Alexis oh. O'Hannon, but, but, but props to Reddit for, you know, driving the stocks up, giving people the opportunity to get some coins. Yeah. And then how dare you Wall Street getting upset, trying to, you know, protect okay. your 1% and saying, no, 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 no. Okay. We're going to, you know, make it not available anymore. Yep. And I didn't even know, yeah. because again, I'm not really involved in stocks at all. It's kind of like a foreign language to me. And I'm really good at foreign languages, but not this. <laughs> Um, and so I saw so many people on social media, friends, calling this out, and I'm like, because I don't have GameStop stock, yeah, um, but I, I had to look it up. I was like, what is going on? Okay, all right. Wish I had made that investment. I had no idea. I, I saw some people on TikTok said I saw it. I saw it on Reddit. I invested. Damn it. I know. Who? What? All right, Robbie. Am I not?
<laughs> so to Johnny's question, is it ethically wrong? Uh, no, these people were using the system as it's designed, but they were communicating at a very hyper-organized level. And like yeah. Liz was saying, the people who were being penalized were the short sellers. So the people at Wall Street who are typically making the money off of our, our losses. And when I say our, I mean the little people, the little guys, the small investors. So I, I don't believe that it's ethically wrong for them to use the system the way that it's designed. Do I think the stock market itself in its current exception is ethical? No, it's a very corrupt and biased system that does favor the 1%. It's a, it really is awful. So the biggest, the crux of it is that the professional investors uh, essentially told the online community that the stock would never stay at that initial bump, that it would drop back down to its depreciated value and you know you don't need to invest here. So the online community, the investors, and let's face it, a lot of these investors were old school gamers because who else is going to invest in these gaming companies? It's, that's it. They're niche markets. Right. Right. So you told a group of hyper-organized nerds that their stock <laughs> is never going to go above a certain <laughs> threshold. Well, there's an algorithm to it. And Wall Street clearly underestimated a generation raised on highly coordinated Friday night World of Warcraft raids. The <laughs> amount of work Warcraft. that goes into coordinating just a small cadre yeah. into these events, the timing of it, and now to just use social media platforms to leverage that level of expertise. Crazy. Yeah, they hacked it and they hacked it well. They won. They did. They did a great job, and it was completely legal what they did. All they did was word of mouth and say, "Hey, go buy this stuff." That's it. Yeah, I mean that's except that's what what that's why they're being that's why the other companies I think it's uh, the companies are like Robinhood I think E Trade and a bunch of others yes. halted sale of those shares so that they I can think stop Robin it. Robinhood Robin was the main one, right? They're the ones yeah. who are really getting hit. Um, Yana, what are your thoughts? You have like a few seconds. What, what, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that this was something big. Um, with whether we realize it or not, because I think people are starting to maybe see, okay, we kind of have the power I don't, without sounding like a hippie. Like, it's just kind of like we have the power. And I think that it, I think that it's going to bring us an air. They get a bad rep. <laughs> but no, I think that it's going to um, kind of usher in a cryptocurrency. I've been hearing a lot of people talk about like Bitcoin, not um, like a cryptocurrency or a Bitcoin type of economy for um like that we're going to be bringing in so i don't know i think i think that overall it was nothing wrong with it it's not anything morally wrong they just played the game um better and they played it smarter. like a game which, is, <laughs> yeah. which was smart they did it they, it was excellent i mean i i, I want to get in on it yeah. i want to see how want to see what the next one is i think blackberry is supposed to be one of the next blackberry and nokia are supposed to be a couple of the next ones that they're going to start driving up I might, I, I might look into you know, that. Once, you know, the TLS show goes public, you guys can buy TLS stock. That's right. And drive it yeah. up. We'll show you how to short sale it and drive it up. We'll do both. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Start doing education <laughs> on that. <laughs> All right. Let me get to some of these comments online. Derry uh, Winter says, thanks for the expl explanation. Uh, Robin Hood, Mike Winter says, Robin Hood doesn't charge for each transaction, so it's very popular with small investors, right? That's, that's the reason it's yeah, so it hard. Is, right? it um, but it's still, it's just a shame that they were protecting the, the, their big investors. I know. Um, 
Uh, so Mike Wolf says, short sales allow you to make money if a stock drops, but it's much riskier than betting on a company to do well. If you're hoping a stock will do well, you only stand to lose what you spend on the shares. With short, Mike, short selling, there's no limit to your risk. You could lose billions. Mike, Mike Wolf, did you do a short sell after that um, Time Warner AOL merger? Mike Wolf is one of my old, you know, peeps <laughs> from back in the day yeah. at Sports. So I'm curious if he did a short. Yeah, that would be interesting to know. If short, Mike Winner says short sales are an important part of this. Um, I think even Elon Musk commented on this whole thing. I'm not sure what he said. That's why I haven't said anything. But I think the he What's the going rate for Tesla stock? Can I afford it? Yeah, I mean, good. I know. It looks like Robbie's going to Google it real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I see it in his eyes. What's yeah, the yeah. 793,000. All right. But Elon Musk made All right, let's move on to the next hot topic. Good topic, Gianni. Thank you. All right, next hot topic is mine. As you, yeah, this is, a, this is a deep one. So as you know, Black History Month starts tomorrow. So I thought it was some, uh, some time for some truth. Uh, we need to discuss this. So the Biden administration announced that it plans to continue Barack Obama's plan to put Harriet Tubman's face on the $20 bill. Now, for those in our audience who may not know who Harriet Tubman is, uh, she escaped slavery just prior to the U.S. Civil War. There's some people that may not. There's some people. I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> escaped slavery just prior to the U.S. Civil War and was a key figure in the Underground Railroad, which helped to free what is estimated to be as many as 100,000 slaves from captivity. Uh, she was also a spy in the Civil War for the Union Army. Now, her image would replace Andrew Jackson, a notoriously racist president, both known for owning hundreds of slaves and for his brutal genocidal policies towards Native Americans. Look at the Trail of Tears, people. Look up the Trail of Tears. Google it. Based on the current designs, a statue of Jackson would still be on the back, while Harry Tubman would be on the front. Of course, there's a ton of racists that hate the idea. That's why Trump halted the plan throughout his presidency. But many Americans are excited about the tribute to Tubman, viewing it as a progressive and bold rebuke of an ugly era in American history. But there is a small subset of people that claim putting Tubman, Tubman on the $20 bill tarnishes her legacy. Some people like uh, Brittany Cooper, professor at Rutgers, believes putting Tubman on legal tender when slaves in the U.S. were treated as commodities is a form of disrespect. He says the imagery of her face changing hands to exchange cash for goods and services is similar to slaves being handed over as payment for white debt or anything white slave owners wanted. Also, activist Feminista Jones says Harriet Tubman did not fight for capitalism. She repeatedly put herself in the line of fire to free people who were treated themselves as currency. And she also noted that Tubman died impoverished in 1913. All right, so my simple question for you guys, are you for or against the Tubman on the 20? Why or why not? Let me start with Gianni on this one. 
I feel like making the pioneer of black slave freedom the face of like a capitalist system is where are we going with this? I I I understand the representation. <laughs> I understand the representation, but it's like for black people, I think we see like representation as a form of progression. And and it's like, mm, okay, but Harriet didn't really stand for this system. Um, she didn't, I don't think that it makes sense for her, for her to be the face of it or like one of the faces because she's not like on all of the bills, but in a way. So I see, I think that um, I'm, I'm kind of partial because I do, I don't think that it's disrespectful. Like, like the article mentioned, I don't think it's a disrespectful thing, but I do think it's like backwards or it's just kind of like, irrelevant a little bit um but yeah i'm curious to see what you guys say because i'm impartial still even after reading that i'm still i'm still partial about it i don't i don't think it's a good idea but i just don't deeply know why okay robbie Rock. Oh, yeah well it's um i to me i look at it and it is commemorative and to johnny's point if i look at who's currently on the money mm. these aren't great capitalists that are making being commemorated. It, these are leaders so harriet tuppet oh, was yes. a leader and i think that it, to me this is on par with it it's as disrespectful as erecting a statue of her in public uh, in my opinion it, it is commemorative she she did a lot of great stuff during the Civil War. She was absolutely, she helped shape the fabric of the nation. So why not commemorate her? And then that's it. The people, the racists that have an issue with it, well, good. Chew on it just a little bit. Spend that 20 a little bit faster. Drive the economy, whatever. But out of curiosity, how many black leaders are currently on American currency? I'd be made my, okay, busy. Okay, good point. Um, to answer that question, um, none. There are no black <laughs> currently on American currency. However, Harriet Tubman is not the only black leader. And so this was a topic that um, I never really thought about the other side because initially, like a lot of black people in this country, I was all for it. But then when I read, you know, some of the arguments in this article that were against it, I started to think and I started to do my research. And so my question to everyone who is emphatically for it, and I'm just speaking in terms of Harriet Tubman as the individual, not as having, you know, any black leader, but her specifically, anyone who yes. is emphatically for it, how many of you are walking around with Che Guevara t-shirts on? Well, one, how many of you know who Che Guevara? Yeah. There you go. That's, you got you got the answer to your question. <laughs> how many, let me say it with an American accent. How many of you know who Che Guevara is? The Argentine revolutionary socialist oh activist. How many of you are walking know. around proudly with his T-shirt on? Because those of you who are might need to look further into his political ideology, he was very much against capitalism. He would have abhorred the fact that people are paying for a t-shirt with his image on it. He would have hated it if we had put, or if Argentina had put, he was also a part of the Cuban revolutionary movement, 
Okay. Um, but he would have had abhorred people making money off of his likeness or his likeness being put on any type of currency. And so with people who are questioning the intent of having Harriet Tubman on American currency, it's the same thing. Like this isn't what she specifically was about. Yeah. So if we were to honor her, there are other ways to honor her, who she was, her message and her legacy, besides putting her, like there are tons of black leaders mm-hmm. who weren't, who didn't have the same mindset as it related to capitalism as Harriet Tubman. And so I, I started to think about that and be like, okay, well, maybe she specifically is not the best choice. And then when you go on to say, Neo, in the article, it explains that she's going to be on the front. Yeah, she's going to be the and front. Jackson's still going to be on the back, on the current that, designs. They still could that, adjust that, the design. That, that's, that, that is some bullshit. Like, don't do that. Yeah, don't right. do that. Because you have two, two people with two conflicting ideologies about race, about imperialism, about freedom, about even capitalism on the same bill. That makes absolutely no sense. And so that means now that you're not really interested in what Harriet Tubman stood for. Now you're pandering. Now you're trying to shut black folks up. So don't give me a bill that has Harriet Tubman on the front and Andrew Jackson. I, I didn't like that either. That's one thing I didn't like. So my thoughts are this. So there's always a reason not to do something. You can always find good reasons, like, you know, not to do something. You know, man, mission to Mars, super exciting, great for future generations, but people might die, cost too much. Take the COVID vaccine, hundreds of thousands of lives saved, including my own, but A, might kill me. Uh, sign up for a 401k. You might have some money to retire on, but it might lose everything too. There's, there's always like a good and a bad reason to do something. And, you know, it's all about perspective. So you can choose to look at it like, hey, black people are being used again as commodities. But if you consider on being on concert, currency has always been one of the highest honors in virtually every country, not every country, but every, I mean, and the U.S. has typically reserved that for only white presidents. And now it's being bestowed on one of our truly greatest American heroes. Um, a hero but, who would have rejected the concept, though. Do we know that's that? The, that's the if you if you buy if you do your research and look at the, what she stood for, then yes, we do know that she wasn't about capitalism. But was she, she about the progressiveness about, of blacks in general? See, it's about perspective. Be, what was she for? You could be about the pro, the progression of blacks without putting me on currency. That is, i.e., a symbolism of capitalism. Again, it, that's what I'm saying. There are other black people that you could put on that $20 bill that was a not against capitalism. That would make more sense. But for me, she is a, a, a great hero. I would love to see her representation. Yes. And I would love to push it up in everybody's face to say, hey, this is an important person then, then in, in our that. history. Then, and then I, I, and I think on considering. Dirty Billions of people are touching, seeing, <laughs> feeling her, learning about her, understanding her every single day because they see her image. Who is this woman on this currency? And they want to learn more about her. That- I, I, I even reject that ideology. How many people look at Andrew Jackson right now and want to know who I he is? Only, the only reason I would have cared about Andrew Jackson is because I... Ask- 
But I'm not asking why you care. I'm going by your argument that if Harriet Tubman is on the $20 bill, people are going to be curious. No, people are going to spend that 20 No one's curious about Andrew Jackson. The average person doesn't even know he was a racist, knows nothing about the Trail of Tears. They say his name constantly when they're on, on, on rap videos and, and they, 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 they talk about getting those Jacksons. And I mean, it's, it's, if you think about branding, he's been branded extremely well by being on a $20 bill. <laughs> of a racist. Of a guy Which is bad, to... right? That's my they point. You change it to something so, positive. It is. Exactly. They don't know so it is. Exactly. So if we wouldn't be having this conversation about changing the person that's on the $20 bill, then we can't make those salient points that Jackson was a racist and he was a slave owner. So by having those conversations, you drive it you drive it further, and then you will eventually have him removed from the currency. I want to say, I knew he was a racist, and I knew he killed a lot of the Native Americans. And having the conversation. I hated the fact that he was on the 20. The average American is not having those conversations. These are scholars. The average American does not care who's on the currency. They're not looking at him trying to figure out who it, what his history is. Just the fact what? that the racists are talking about it now, it's, I mean, mm -hmm. it's a conversation the fact that we're talking about it now, it's a conversation. I think we'll care now because it's a new thing. You know, Harry, on the, I mean, now we'll care, but yeah, originally, I think. About it, even as we're talking about it, you said you really didn't know her political ideology. No, I didn't so, say that. I said, do you? So no, you, no, no, so no, 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 let me clarify. I, I didn't say that I didn't know. They're going to profit off of her image which is something she would I have questioned been. whether or not you understood her ideology because I me yeah that's what I was questioning do you know what she was thinking in her Why head do you know as what because you weren't <laughs> there you just know your history book I've studied her though but that that's doesn't mean I'm, you know how, what she's good for I've studied her writing I've studied her speeches I've studied what she said about capitalism about exploitation so yes, I think I do know just a little bit about what she is talking about. Again, the same with Che, because you didn't know who he was, Wavera, and how he yeah, would be capitalist. <laughs> Anti-capitalist and would be a I'm not gonna own that. If I don't know it, I t-shirts <laughs> on that are paying money for t-shirts that have his face on it. Like, it Let's go to the online. Let's go to the comments on Johnny. <laughs> statement it does nothing to honor somebody for something that they were against all right well johnny you want to say something real quick and then we'll go to online no i was just gonna ask liz is what she meant like basically that um harriet tubman wouldn't be honored in this way so yeah she kind of answered well, made a great point so do people look at the commemorative stamp in the same way because it's a commodity as well um something that I put on my envelope to mail stuff. You have to buy it, sell it. And like, it's, it's, I, I don't. It, just like just like you do with slave, did with slaves, and you have to. And it's to. I, I don't really get into what it means. It's a history. Um, but that's just me. Like it's it's something that's a very quick transaction. It's not something that I'm looking um to his to get history from. So Olivia says, "How about if someone gave me the Harriet bill and said, let me." Buy your black ass. Not sure. What? No, don't know if I'm. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, 
<laughs> Mike Wolf says, I'm not going to argue against putting a woman of color on the bill for the first time. However, I am, I'm also not going to argue with anyone, especially people of color, about whether it's appropriate for Harry Tubman specifically to be on the money. Mostly, I'm not going to pat myself on the back thinking there's not a lot more than this, that there's not a lot more than this that we need to do about racism. So, mm -hmm. Why, yeah, why Harriet? Why did y'all pick Harriet Tubman? I, I was thinking I'm, that I'm too. not exactly like, sure why they picked Harriet Tubman. I, I, I thought it was an unusual Malcolm. pick as well. I have to admit. Yeah. Um, I, I I thought it really didn't fit. Um, Even um, Madam C J Walker, okay. she was like a huge businesswoman. Like, was she not? She was definitely into capitalism. But she like, wasn't. A, she of, didn't make us a significant. She made an impact. No question. But if you're looking at the, the black person that may, has made the most significant impact historically, I would put Harriet Tubman as one of the highest people as far as heroes for black people in his, historically oh, yeah, in the United absolutely. States. I mean, if we're going to honor somebody, that is the person you honor you have outside of honor, Martin Luther King, who had honor, his issues. But you have to also honor who that person was. In its totality. Perhaps. In its totality. All right. Um, <laughs> Neil said perhaps. <laughs> so Mike Winter said, the reason I like it is that it makes people talk about who she was. And I have learned that many white people do not know at all. They have the choice to not see the movie or learn the history. So I am for the representation of her in particular. Liberty, people on money, which people cannot eschew. And that's... It. Me and Mike Winter actually don't agree all the time either, but I totally agree with you. <laughs> Mike Winter is one of my best friends on the planet. We disagree on 60, maybe just 75% of all topics in life. And that's fine. That's fine. You can disagree with someone. But as I said before, people aren't looking at their currency and then going to an encyclopedia and then going to the library. <laughs> the, the white folks that you guys have said need to be educated the most in this country, they're not going to be looking at that. Again, they don't even know who Andrew Jackson is. I disagree is. with you, though. They don't even Especially know if, they, if she's the only black person on and, the currency. Again, I pull rank as an educator. I disagree. One, branding. I understand branding. I mean... <laughs> and we certainly aren't being educated or looking to seek education about these things. Well, we're making quick transactions. I just disagree with you. I, 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 I think it's more than just a quick transaction. It, it's a significant statement to be on the currency. I, I think it's more than just a transaction. Even from the outside looking in, Liz, as a Canadian, when I look at American currency, when I was a kid, I started learning about American history and politics because I was fascinated with your currency that was so similar, yet so different, but very different to mine. To me, it was just like, well, wait a minute, why do you have white white who's been frank the monarch the, the queen is is on most of our currency we have animals on our currency but for the americans like i would just kind of go okay so you know and rob i would like, say you Jackson's are conventions. i would say you you are an anomaly i disagree i i think it, your view is an anomaly actually no i think my view one my view is my view i'm not saying everyone has to buy into what i'm saying but again as an educator as someone who sees students, who interacts with students every single day, one who was a journalist, who was out in the street talking to people, 
There's no immediate interest into currency, into faces, into history. It's just not there. If you walk up to the average American person on the street, they're not even gonna be able to identify the people who are on our currency. They're not. That's the thing. Like, I don't even I don't, like- I don't, I don't believe that's true. I, I, I know people know George. I knew George Washington because of the currency. I, I didn't care about George, George Washington otherwise. I, I knew Washington Ben Franklin. However, most people he's, think he's his image. I, his image is burned in my head from the currency, not from any other pictures. In this country, think Ben Franklin was a president. That's right. how much they know about him. That's another good reason why we should have someone like Harry Tubman. We just have some other stupid white man on 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 our currency. They don't know about him. They don't care. They talk about the Benjamin President Benjamin Franklin. And I don't think he's a president. I knew he wasn't a president. I said most, I feel like originally. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I feel like originally, though, Liz is right. I don't think people like if Harriet Tubman been on the on the $20 bill, people wouldn't like it was like, we don't look at money like that. But I think now, if Harriet Tubman is now on the $20 bill, I think people will be interested only because it's something Different. new. Like we've never done this to our currency. Yep. And then I just think that it'll, it. it'll just, it's something new in general. So I think people like a credit card when it first came out, like, it's like, oh, what is this? So I think like, I think it'll just it spike people's interest, but I, I think I kind of agree with both of you. Like, it's like originally, I don't think people care enough to do the research, but now I think they'll care. Like now it'll be something that they're looking to. Here's also something to consider, and I'm just talking about me. Maybe I'm different from the average American at this point. I probably haven't held a $20 bill in my hand in, in over two years. Uh. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Wow. I mean, cash is kind of like yeah. <laughs> you, now. Now, if that was the point where the cash is like pointless now, then you might be right cash. on that. One. So, <laughs> cash is. Kinda... <laughs> I think if you look into it from various angles, it becomes an empty gesture. Whereas, if you really want to honor yeah. her, you can do that in other ways that are more effective and are more educational and ways that honored who outside of what's already happened can you what, what do you what do you suggest outside what of other ways what honor? other ways that are similar to or as significant as being on currency honestly this wasn't my idea so i don't have other ways um but first and foremost let's start she's been on stamps i mean let's start in the classroom Let's start in the classroom. I don't know, and, and this is one of the few segments I don't think that it has I the same class. reach, though. Individual this classrooms doesn't have the class. same reach. This is from the state. This is, this is one of the few segments of Real Housewives of Atlanta that I've ever watched, because I don't watch the TV show. However, there was a character <laughs> on that show, Portia, whatever her name is. She used to be married to somebody that I went to college with. So they were talking about the Underground Railroad. Okay, she thought that there is an actual train. <laughs> I mean, there are stupid people out there. Come on, I'm not gonna fight uh, you on the fact that there's stupid people out there. That's why I say it needs to start in the classroom. <laughs> I mean, it needs this, this is going, even if it starts in the classroom, there's gonna be stupid people in your classroom too. Yeah. <laughs> and people proud to you know identify you know oh the underground rubber. I may have been on the <laughs> we, we, we went over way over so I, but there are some good comments that came up i do want to try to get these in 
Uh, Mike Winter says, uh, then why should we have commemorative stamps of black heroes? Um, uh, Avril Byrne says, in Canada, we've had the... I never said we should not have stamps of black heroes. I never said that. But it is similar because it's still a, a, it's a no, trade. It depends on the hero. Why would you have But you're still trading the face of someone else as... I mean, you're, you're, you're still trading black people. You're, if you're, you're purchasing. making the same argument, you're trading black people. You're purchasing a federal yeah. service with your money with a yeah. picture of a yeah. black individual. If that's what you're I'm doing, not, you're purchasing a stamp. But I'm not talking about a random black individual. I'm talking about an individual who would be opposed to that. Yeah. That's so Harriet Tubman stamps. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so they are Harriet Tubman stamps already. Um, but we were talking about that. We were talking about the currency. Like they, they're, about they're, they're equating this currency to okay. the stamps. Yeah. So then stamps as well. But my point is, why would you do something that dishonors a person's ideology when you could pick someone else? She's not the only black leader. Well, to She's your point, to your point, Olivia E says, uh, why not Barack Obama? I mean, he is black and a president. I, I don't think he's accomplished enough yet, but that's just. Uh, and of course, he was. He was president when the whole idea started. So. On the currency? I don't think he... Yeah, absolutely no. not. On the no. No. Mike Wolf says, we mostly had presidents on money, so what we need to do is elect more black and women as president. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, so good. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's move on to our next hot topic. We, we are way over time again. I'm sorry. <laughs> was, was, I didn't want to stop the conversation. It was a deep conversation. It was a good conversation. <laughs> Very, uh, history. Uh, yeah, we, so Lizzie, we just talked about Harry Tubman, but you found a story about uh, a, a person getting uh, kicked out of a cemetery for being black. So is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? This is, um, unfortunately, a very current truth um, in our country. So this was from a cemetery in Louisiana where um, a man died a couple of weeks ago. His name was Daryl Simeon. Um, he passed away. He was 55 years old and his wife. So he and his wife, um, interracial couple. So he's black, she's white. And so she went to this, she made calls to the cemetery about, um, having a funeral service there about having him buried there. She initially went to the cemetery to talk about the arrangements and sight on scene. They didn't think anything you know, was, uh, they were just like, okay, cool. But then she also brought some of their children with her and that kind of raised a red flag. And so the woman that they had there who was speaking to her um, was some 80 year old woman who I guess had worked for the particular cemetery for several years, looked at the children, looked at her, looked at a picture of her husband, her now deceased husband, and was like, oh no, we, 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 we can't help you. We can't help you. This is a whites only cemetery. They're no, not blacks, not African Americans. She said there are no coloreds here. Oh, that was. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, she said there are no coloreds here, and so um, of course the 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 widow was very upset. Um, kind of got into a very brief exchange with. Um, the funeral home director and then left. And then as we are wont to do, and I was telling you to do this earlier this week on Robbie, blew it up on social media and here we are. And so my question to you all is one, are you surprised that segregated Jim Crow cemeteries are still a thing in the US? 
Uh, let's let's see. Let's start with Robbie. Rock. I'm appalled, but not completely surprised. It's uh, it, it is mind boggling that these things still exist. Like it's racist AF. This is it's beyond me. And I mean, if we exhumed a lot of these bodies after a few years, I think we'd all pull them up and they'd be kind of grayish, tannish. They, they all have the same quality, so it doesn't matter after a few years anyway. But the fact that these hey. ideas are still entrenched in some segments of society, it's deplorable. Angers me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's very clearly racist. I think that it's very interesting the president didn't didn't know that there was a rule um, that no black people were allowed. How'd you not know that? I don't like, believe I, think him for a second. I don't believe yeah, I don't, him. I, I agree, Liz. I didn't believe him when he said that. But then I felt like, well, maybe they never had that type of encounter where it was like a black person actually wanted to be buried there. So maybe maybe he didn't know because it was like an ancient thing. Um, but I think that with him trying to clean up everything and offering free burial and, and all of this, I think it was interesting that the um, the white wife, when she was like, he can be an officer here and and serve you guys and take care of you guys but he can't be buried here so it's just interesting to see the other side them being on the other side of racism um but i'm i'm not shocked i do think that this was a matter of just kind of like something that may have never happened before like a, a part of me really believes that if this was something addressed sooner then it wouldn't be like this but I don't know. I would have to see if there are more places that are actually doing that, like restricting black people. Like, wow, you're taking it to the grave. Like, you have to be paid. Like, you're going to have to come back here and live a few lives. I think one of the reasons uh, why, and, and again, I don't believe because if you are the proprietor of a business, if you are a president of a business, it's your job to know the ins and outs of that business. Yeah. I, one of the yeah. reasons why, though, that, um, people may not have been aware is because in the south where this was prominent where jim crow laws were enacted where it was separate separate um but equal if you will where you could go anywhere and see a whites only sign a colored sign or what have you yes. there are cemeteries that are for whites only but there are also cemeteries and not necessarily only but cemeteries for black people for Latin people, Latino people, for Asian people, because they couldn't get into the other cemeteries. Um, and so that's, that is still a thing. Like there are race specific cemeteries across the country, but the reason for that was the initial, no, you are not allowed here. We don't want you here. This is specifically for white people go someplace else. Um, it's something that I knew about, but I forgot about. That I forgot wow. because we are, you know, know, we're, we're, right there. It, it's yeah, we're in the 20th century. I, I, I completely forgot about it. But then when I saw this brand, I'm like, wow, we're in the 21st century. Okay, and I this think is, I do recall hearing about it. This is still a thing. Um, and it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. It's really sad. It still constantly annoys me that we are having to deal with this definition of black versus white. You know, I've talked about it hundreds of times on the show at this point. Race determination is 100% based on physical appearance, right? You know, what, what makes a person black versus white? And if you look at this picture of this, this guy, I mean, 
when he's standing, especially standing beside her, and she, she kind of paced yesterday, but it, it's it's not surprising. <laughs> you know, he's he's got the complexion of maybe an Italian, or he might be native American, or he might be he looks Hispanic, to or, be honest, uh, Latino, right? Which you know, yeah. and if you think about Italians, I mean. That same complexion we know was they were heavily mixing with Africans. So, you know, what is black and white at this point? You know, anyway, point is segregation based upon physical appearance needs to go away altogether, in my opinion. You know, and the, the apology was whack because, you know, you know, they can stuff that up their asses because it took some clear level of intent. They had to know what they were doing, you know, to first make the determination he was black at all, second, to reference some archaic bylaws. And third, to provide some official response of, sorry, he's not allowed because of his skin color. You know, they knew this stuff. You know, I mean, just because his skin better protects him from UV rays doesn't, <laughs> you know, doesn't mean that he's, uh, you know, he should be kept out of a, I don't know. And her kids were crying, too. Like, they mentioned that in the article that when she said, yeah, there, there's no colors allowed here, like, the kids started walking away crying. There was one that was like very upset. So it's like, they have to deal with that now. Like their father couldn't be buried there because he's black or Rob, have darker. you heard of anything like this in Canada? Like are there um, segregated cemeteries in Canada? I haven't done any research in that area. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me because uh, racists exist everywhere. And if you get small, religious communities that are xenophobic and exclusionary, I'm, I'm sure that it does exist in, in some areas. I'm... Do you think racism works the opposite way? Like black can be racist towards white people? That will start. Sorry. We should, we, should make it a, we should make it a topic though. <laughs> Because I know I, we will get into it. It'll be another 15, yeah, 20 have, minutes. <laughs> let me just ask, we can all, answer, all go around the panel and answer very quickly. Do we think that Black people can be racist against white people or other racially yes. ethnic Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. 100%. <laughs> yes. And I've had to shout down many I've had to persons. too, yep. Black people can't be racist. Stop it. Stop it. Wow. Okay. No question, Black People. Yeah. Yeah. Another show, for another show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to some of these comments online. George Fournier, aside from Native people being buried on reserve lands, I do not believe we have this type of segregation in Canada. Mm. So, okay. Um, Jose also says, uh, mostly for Indigenous people, sadly. Uh, so they, you know, have oh, burial boy. grounds, I guess. Um, it's I'm, I'm gonna, no, I was going to say very quickly, I'm looking at Daria Winter's comment. She said in 1969, there were cemeteries around D.C. that were segregated. There are policies that blacks could be buried in certain parts of the cemetery, but not in the other well-kept and more scenic areas. Not long ago, there was controversy over the funeral homes even. So that's a little D.C. history. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you, Daria. Jose says, I, I don't understand people who think this way, I'm appalled this is happening. Like, what the hell? I'm so sad for Agreed. humanity. Jacqueline Robbins says, not surprised at all. There are still some who don't like, who don't think black folk have soul. Yeah, they're, they're getting them confused with redheads. 
there, there was a lot of additional conversation on uh, <laughs> left over from the uh, previous topic. I love gingers. Oh, no, that's oh, just you, the whole South Park thing. You gingers don't have souls. Mike Winter, love y'all from gingers. You guys are too funny. That was a great topic, Lizzie. All right, we are going to jump into our game, our game show. Let's get it in. Hopefully everything's working. I hope we might have to put something together. Let's see, let's see. Is it working? Is it working? It is still working. Ha! Oh, I love stuff. this game. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I am just tickled. All right. So, as always, we love to end our shows with a fun game. Today's game is from the app Would You Rather. It's simple. I provide you two options and ask you, would you rather this or would you rather that? And the app has predetermined the most popular answer. If you agree with the most popular answer, you get a point, and the person with the most points gets the final thought for this show. Final thought. All right. So, would you guys rather be without elbows or be without knees? Actually, this is not the one I wanted to pick. We're going backwards because we've done this one before. So let me go back. Let me go back. We've done this one before, so I don't want to pick that one. All right. So, would you rather eat no candy at Halloween or eat no turkey at Thanksgiving? No candy. I eat neither. I eat neither. <laughs> no. Oh, yikes, Liz. Um, no turkey, because I'm not crazy about Thanks. turkey. It's dry. No candy. I, I would say if I were to indulge, it would be no turkey, because I love Halloween, and I'm still pissed that I can't eat candy. But yeah, so. I'm going with eat no turkey as well. So let's see. <laughs> Oh, no, eat no candy. <laughs> wow, by large margin. Look at that. All right, so Robbie, Robbie gets it. Robbie gets it. What did you say, Gianni? You said no candy, right? You said no candy. No, I was, I was, said turkey. I was, no, no, I said turkey because it's dry. Yeah. All right. So Robbie's <laughs> going with a point. Robbie's going with a point. I do not make. Would you rather date someone you love or date someone who loves you? Well, that's interesting. Would you rather date Love someone me. you love or date someone who loves you? Which is more date someone, date someone that I love. Okay. Ravi? Yeah. Mm, I'm going with who someone loves who loves me. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I've had stalkers love me before. Doesn't Let's mean see. I need to. <laughs> All right. Well, you got the point. You got the point, Lizzie. You got the point. So you're Who's right. Date someone that loves you. I'll say one for Rob, one for Lizzie. All right. Would you rather lose the ability to lie or believe everything you're told? I'd rather l oh. believe everything. Oops. Oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't want to lose the ability to lie. I would, I would rather lose the ability to lie. I would rather lose the ability yeah. to lie. I don't want to believe everything I'm told. told to I don't know. I guess lose the ability to lie. I guess you're right. I don't want to believe everything I'm told. If you believe everything you're told, you can go anywhere. You could be a trumper. You are now Neo. Everybody gets a point. Everybody gets a point. We all agreed on that one. All right, Robbie and Lizzie still in the lead. All right. All right. I don't okay. Why do I need to like that? Right. Yes. What do we think of it? Okay. Okay. All right. So don't send me anywhere. All right. So would you rather be free or be totally safe? Be free or totally safe? Meaning that you can't free. be free. I'd rather be free. Also, be free. Very 
this. Both of those are very because, you know, with freedom, you, there can be arcany, uh, <laughs> anarchy. Anarchy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I could be safe no. and not be free. Exactly. You could be locked in your you could be locked in your room and be fully safe. Right? Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather be, be free. free. I'd rather be free. Um, we're not safe now. You All right, be, be free. You, you know, be free, but you don't know, safe or be free. Yeah, I'm be free. Okay, that's all right. Everybody's in the lead. All right. So this is the last one. This is the last one because of time. So Lizzie right. Anders and Rob B, you're in the lead. <laughs> so would you rather eat shit that tasted like chocolate or eat chocolate that tasted like shit? I don't like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Candy, that is chocolate candy. Chocolate candy. I don't like chocolate candy. Um, well, I have to eat chocolate because I'm not eating shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not eating I'm, I'm not even sure what shit tastes like, so I'm just yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what it tastes like. So I'm basing this solely on my taste buds, my ability to distinguish by my taste buds. I'm gonna go with the pink one. I'm gonna eat the crap that tastes like chocolate because it tastes like chocolate as opposed to eating shit. No, are, are you kidding? Lizzie, which one are you picking? Are you picking eat chocolate yeah. that tastes like shit? Or are you picking- Yeah, I'm not eating feces. I'm gonna eat chocolate that tastes like chocolate. <laughs> All, right. All right, so eat chocolate that tastes like- oh, So Lizzie, you win the game. Good job, Lizzie. Yay. Good job, Lizzie. Good job. <laughs> All right, time to shout outs, closing shout outs. All right, let's start with, let's start with Lizzie Anders. Um, shout out to my friend in Oregon, who I hope is watching today. Um, kind of a rough week, but we are starting new week, new month tomorrow, new perspective. So shout out to you. Well, actually, she's in Colorado. So shout out to you, love you, and let's do this. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Robbie Rock. Robbie Rock. Oh, shout out to Jose behind the scenes, 100%. Thank you so much for all the continued support and everything that you do. Uh, shout out to mom, shout out to my cousin George, and shout out to our regular audience members that tune in day in, day out. Thank you so much. All right, Johnny Thank Stone. you. Johnny Stone. Um, shout out to Olivia. Um, you did a great job on Friday. You were very, you were very personable. You were oh, yeah. comfortable. Um, did good. And I just like your opinions. Formerly Rebecca, <laughs> for Olivia, Miss Olivia, Miss oh, Olivia. Olivia E. <laughs> She's going with Olivia, Olivia. E. Oh, Olivia speaking of Olivia, e. I, my, my shout out is for Olivia Griffin. I see she joined us on Instagram Live. <laughs> she was playing nice. a game with us, actually. So she's like, who you love? Thank you, you ain't eat no turkey. And she, she's rather some knees. I don't eat turkey, but I don't fried turkey. I got to make some food for you, girl. Good <laughs> yes. turkey. All right, guys, that's yes. all the time we have for today's show. I'd like to thank all of you guys for joining us. We hope that maybe you learned something, gained a new perspective, or even got some things off your chest. Please don't forget. We need your support to keep this going. Like, follow, subscribe at TLS Live Show. And if you missed any of today's episodes, be sure to check out our clips online on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe to the audio replay of the podcast on iTunes 
or wherever you listen to your podcast. Had a fun time today, and I hope you did too. Our next live show is on Wednesday, February 3rd, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. And our winner for the final thought is Lizzie Enders. Lizzie Enders, what's the final thought for the day? Take us out. Final thought. Tomorrow is February 1st, the start of Black History Month. So I just want to dispel the rumor, give you your first Black History tidbit, dispel the rumor for Black folks. Black History Month was not started by white people who wanted to give us the shortest month of the year. Black History Month was started by Carter G. Woodson. Look it up. Look it up. Thank you, Lizzie, for that. All right, guys. Great show. Great hot topics. Had a lot of fun. We'll talk to you later. See you next time.